not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And oftentimes, the most righteous thing you can do is shake the table. I'm asking you to believe, not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. There is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. What's up, Bulls, and welcome to Lead On Podcast, a podcast designed to foster leadership development by talking to real leaders. Let's lean in and lead on. Hey, Bulls, you're here with Sarah and Kelsey. Happy Monday, and welcome back to Lead On. Make sure you continue to use UB Linked for opportunities to take what you've learned from this podcast and use it to take ownership of your UB experience in and out of the classroom. We have a great episode for you today, and we are excited to introduce to you Phyllis Flora, our Director for Student Engagement at University of Buffalo. Phyllis, thank you for being here today. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you, Kelsey? Doing great. Good. <laughs> Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We're here. <laughs> so thanks for joining us today, Phyllis. Um, first off, we want to just kind of jump into things and hear a little bit about your time at the University of Buffalo. I've known you for a few years now, so I know you've had uh, quite... <laughs> quite a few jobs here. Talk to us a little bit about your experience so far. Yes. Um, Well, I've been very fortunate to be at UB for over 22 years. And so I feel really lucky for that because UB has been such a great place um, and has been really good to me. So lots of opportunities. And that's one of the really great things about the profession that I'm in. And so during my time here, I started out with an entry level position um, and I worked my way up, which has been really cool because I kept going to the next step. I didn't really jump any levels. I went straight through. Um, And so that's been really cool. And I've been able to work in various parts of student affairs. And so anyone that knows student affairs and understands the importance of the getting involved in the student life type stuff, um, I feel like I've touched almost every part of it. (laughs) Not every part, but almost every part. And so I feel very fortunate because all of those experiences have helped me be the director of student engagement. Mm-hmm. And although things have changed, because um, students change, students' needs change, how they want to get involved, mm-hmm. but there's a lot that has stayed the same too. Mm-hmm. And so some of the programs that were the most popular 20 years ago are still the most popular. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been able to work in everywhere from student unions to orientation for first year students, transfer students. Um, I worked uh, in the diversity center for a while. Um, lead, focused on leadership and community engagement for a bit, um, now into student engagement. Um, and in between there, I was fortunate to have a lot of different opportunities to work on committees that focused on different types of work and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and there's just all kinds of things that I think are important to get involved in that just help you with professional development. And so it's not always just about those positions that you hold. Mm-hmm. It's about what you do in addition to those positions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah. And so you witnessed that too. I'm sure you're <laughs> witnessing that in your time here. So, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, I was just writing down that last thing you said, like, it's not necessarily what you do with the positions you hold, or it's not what you do with the positions mm-hmm. you have, but like what you do with them. Like, yeah. That, I don't know if that made sense, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep rolling. <laughs> um, but I really like that. And like the fact that you've worn so many hats here at UB, um, you've been able to develop your leadership style. And um, just a couple of things that I know, like 
you leaving the office through this pandemic, um, leading through a department merge. So can you kind of talk about how your hats have kind of helped you shape that? Yes. And the one thing that I would add to that question is also um, some big changes we, we've had in those 20 years are also um, change in leadership. And so mm -hmm. I'll touch on that too, because the two that you mentioned and change in leadership have probably been the ones that have challenged me the most um, throughout my, my time here, uh, throughout my career. Um, but the pandemic has definitely been the most the, the most difficult one. Um, and I think most professions would probably say that because they don't come around, around very often, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, but I think um, one of the things that stands out to me the most is through all three of the big changes or big things that happened to so the pandemic, um, department merge, change in leadership, all that sort of thing, is the mostly through the pandemic is the importance of caring about people. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when it comes to leadership positions, people get very caught up in them. But even just in general, in the professional world, they forget to to, to care about people first. Yeah. And so through the pandemic, I think that is one of the biggest lessons many leaders have learned just through conversations that I've had or things I've read on, online or anything like that. And so that's one of the pieces that I always felt like I was striving to do is make sure that people knew I cared about them, but that took a whole other level. Oh, it was yeah. caring about folks at a whole different level. And so um, all of the, the leading up to this point, realizing that that was so important, that I that was one of the first things I felt when we hit this pandemic. Um, I also think um, just in general, there's always more to learn. And so you say to somebody that you've been around higher ed for 22 years and they are like, oh, and they think like you kind of just hit your max or, <laughs> and I'm like, nope, I could tell you about 25 lessons that I've learned in the last year. Mm -hmm. And so that continuous learning thing isn't just a, a saying, it really is true. And so I think through, especially through the most challenging times mm -hmm. that has shown through again, even more than ever. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is in thinking about narrowing in on the pandemic is the first thing, one of the first things that pops in my head is that this is a real opportunity to be a chain, to help make change in my profession. And so we as an office are thinking through um, how we're different. So we all came back to campus and we're talking about how we are different. We're different mm -hmm. as people, we're different as a profession, we're different as a campus. And mm -hmm. what does the future look like? And so we're mm -hmm. trying to figure out who we now are as a team, as individuals, as professionals, as everyone, everything yeah. that we are outside of here. And so I think that's one of the things that's really shaped my leadership style. Um, and the things that used to be a really big deal are not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I'm, I'm calmer than I was before because I think I take more in stride. Not that it, I'm not motivated or, you know, want to be perfect at everything. It's, that I've put it in perspective. And mm -hmm. so this last year and a half has really shaped me in that way. And I think I've, I think I've really focused on helping to keep others calm. Cause if I'm calm and if I'm not showing my, um, maybe some anxiousness or anything, I'm helping others. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I think that's a really important role to play, especially through, um, through a pandemic yeah. thinking about, you know, like 
leadership changes, when we went through a huge leadership change, that that was the only leadership I knew and I'd been here a while. Um, that was just learning so much about myself and building confidence and feeling secure and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And then I realized months later, I'm still just being me. Yep. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> just being me. And someone told me, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep working hard. And that's okay. The mm -hmm. leadership doesn't change who you are. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably one of the bigger lessons yeah. or how it impacted my style of mm -hmm. not worrying about that part yeah. and just staying who I am. Yeah. And I think that leadership style of being like putting things in perspective, like saying big deals really aren't that big of a deal. Sarah, shout out to you. You're very good at that as well. And that's something <laughs> that I like really need to work on. I know um, because like I'll come over to Sarah during one of our like leadership house sessions and be like, oh my gosh, we don't have this. And she's like, okay, okay uh -huh. let's, yeah, okay, there's nothing we'll we can do about yeah, it. We'll there's nothing we can do about it. And yeah, so I think like constantly having that voice in my head, I think that has helped me to be like, what's the big deal? Like, mm -hmm. it's not rocket science. Like, and someday when you're a supervisor, you're going to be doing that. And hopefully the people above you are going to be doing that because it's a trickle yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was always freaking out, this whole office would always be freaking yeah. out mm -hmm. or like be afraid to like, let me find out something that yeah. makes me freak out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you could be calm, but the minute it comes to me, then it changes it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. think dynamic. about that. Yeah. Think about that in your path. Like mm -hmm. always making folks know that things are fixable. And if it's not, I got yeah. your back. Fixable, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's really important. I got your back statement. Yeah. Absolutely. More important than ever. I think a lot of that too goes back to um, the theory of like adaptive leadership. And I think that's something mm -hmm. that you do really well. And just noticing like how you've been over the last few years, um, being through a lot of these big changes with you as, you know, kind of the leader of our department. Um, I mean, you just have to adapt. Like sometimes you just have, you have no choice. You just have to figure yeah. it out. Ro yes. Roll with punches. Mm -hmm. um, we all hate that saying now, but it's true. And so you really true. do have to roll with the punches a lot mm -hmm. um, and just kind of figure it out, adapt as you go along, um, but also mm -hmm. bring other people with you in that positive, mm -hmm. hey, let's adapt together. We'll, we'll mm -hmm. be in this. We can support each other yeah. sort of thing. So definitely yeah. something I appreciate. It's, and you know what? It's hard. Um, it's hard to understand until you have to be the person to adapt. Mm -hmm. And so from if you never had to do it or you never had to be the person leading a team to do that, mm -hmm. it's it's hard to think about being like how can they how can they be how can they be so adaptive to that, mm -hmm. right? But it comes with time, it comes with maturity, it comes with confidence. And when you're younger in your profession, you may not feel it as much. It's as you grow or get older and more mature in your profession, I think, too. Yeah. Um, but it depends. We all mature differently, right, mm -hmm. in our in our careers. So, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of adapting, um, I know we've had a lot of conversations with students about how they've really been fearful of, oh, my major isn't exactly matching my career. And, you know, how do I figure out how to adapt all of those skills and figure that out? Um, I know you've had kind of a unique path to get to where you are today. <laughs> yes. um, so talk to us a little bit about that. What sure. was that experience like? How were you able to kind of um, transfer those skills, if you will? Yep. So um, prior to higher ed, I was in the medical field. And so when I first went to college, outside, you know, right out of high school, um, I ended up moving down a path of legal becoming a okay. paralegal. <laughs> Didn't do that because I went to internships. And by the time I got done with all of my internships, I walked away and said, no, thank you. Uh, was offered a job yes. <laughs> at its best. And they offered me a job and I'll never forget. And I looked at the woman and said, I really <laughs> loved working with you. 
but no thank you. And mm -hmm. I walked out the door and I never looked back and I changed yeah. from that point on. Yeah. And so it did its job. And that's and, my, I always use that story is that's what an internship is supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I ended up in the medical field and so took some of the skills that I learned during my schooling to prepare to work in a legal office to a job um, in the medical field in occupational health. And it ended up being a really great first job. Um, and I learned a lot and I got thrown into a job that didn't exist that I now mm -hmm. had to supervise people. I had to work with doctors and nurses and all of these mm -hmm. things that I had no idea about. Mm -hmm. So I did what I had to do, asked my supervisor, how do I get some of this training that I did not get prior to being here? And she told me, and I did it at night, weekends, whenever I had to do it to catch up. Mm -hmm. And then ended up staying there for nine years. Wow. And then, yes, nine years. <laughs> I'm too young to have done that. Um, <laughs> you must have started when you were 10. <laughs> eight, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> and so it was a really great first job. And I realized about seven years in that I did not want to be in the medical field, at mm -hmm. least not at that time. So this was in the 90s and it wasn't a great place to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, I loved it, but knew that that wasn't my long-term plan. And then having the opportunity to come to you be in an entry-level position, which was meaning taking a step backwards in yeah. pay and rank and all of that, I, re I just kept weighing that out and saying, okay, but what could be the long-term of this? And so... I went with my gut and said, this is, and, you know, once I got the job and offered and I went into it, it was, will, it was the best choice I made mm -hmm. ever and taking a cut and pay and all of those things that we calculate, it was worth it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just, during my interview process, what was really important is that I talk about challenging to think about the medical field and what I was learning in my position because I was the right-hand person to the director of my office. Oh, wow coming out of college, you yeah. know, like I, she just, and she was a, go ahead, go do it. Like hands off person. And I, I'd always be going, okay, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure out. Cause I so was too that's shy. That's why you're yeah. a good adaptive leader. Aha. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> there it is. She taught me well. And I didn't even know it. I love to text her. <laughs> and so that did it made me figure it out on my own without a ton of support. Mm -hmm. And our, it was such a crazy um, place to work, like just busy all the time and everything. So I had to take that. And when I went to the interview, through the interview process here, I had to really dig deep. What are the things that I learned that apply to the job description that they're giving me? Mm -hmm. And then when I walked into the job here, it was a brand new position again. So I went oh, from wow. brand new position that I built to what it looked like to brand mm -hmm. new position and build it to see what it looks like. So that was ironic that mm -hmm. both of them. So I think um, the important part of that whole thing is really digging deep to see where the dots connected for me mm -hmm. and see where the, yeah. the skills were similar. Um, and I had a mentor who helped me do that and sat down and said, okay, let's look at this job description, ask some questions so you understand it. Mm -hmm. But of course they were like, well, we don't know. We just developed it. <laughs> but through the interview process, I pulled from that and I wasn't afraid to talk about my medical experience, even though it wasn't higher ed. Yeah. And I think it obviously served me all I got the job. <laughs> and here so, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Did I answer your question? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
Um, so you kind of, I can't, I'm very interested to hear what you're going to say for this next question, but because you talked about a little bit of like fearlessness of just like jumping in, but I remember <laughs> one of our first meetings, um, when I was last year, um, as a GA, I remember one of our, um, team members calling you our fearless leader. And, um, I definitely think that's true. And I would hundred percent call you that as well. Um, but how do you believe that you were in this title? Well, I, it's kind of funny because when someone says that in our team, and I've had that from a few, a few different situations, I always thought they were just joking. Like, oh, I'm a leader because I'm tiny, right? So I always thought it was more of a joke. But, you know, I think over I I, that's that. how, <laughs> for anyone that out there, I'm only five feet tall. So I always just thought, is it like a joke? But I think at some point I realized that it was actually a way that I was being defined. And mm -hmm. so I was like, maybe it's not just because I'm short. Um, so I think my guess would be, at least I hope this is how the, any team member would say it, is I think I've had resilience. And so those that have mm -hmm. been with me for a while have seen me change several times. Mm -hmm. And so even from the original office um, that with community engagement and leadership, two of those staff members are, are still with me. And so they've watched how many times I've had it change or pivot because of change. We had three changes in leadership in that time, right? And so I think the resilience part of like, okay, and trying to stay positive mm -hmm. through all of those changes, it was never felt like there was never consistency. Um, I, think, I think also um, I'm not afraid to advocate for, mm -hmm. especially for people, for my team, I'm not afraid to, to advocate. Um, and I think I'm also not afraid to share the truth. And so you have to know mm -hmm. when to share the truth with leadership and when not to, meaning when they're sharing something that you don't believe is true. Okay. And it doesn't mean like, oh, they gave a stat and it's wrong. That is different. You're like, nope, the stat's wrong. This, mm -hmm. I mean, a truth where they're sharing something that I just don't agree with. Okay. Um, or I, or our experience in student engagement is different than what they're sharing. So mm -hmm. making sure that that truth is being said, whether it's positive or negative, making sure that it's, it's clear. Um, I also, my last thing I would, that pops in my head is I would hope that they say I'm not afraid of anything or I'm not afraid of challenges. So nothing really, um, threatens me. It's, it might make me nervous. It might, you know, okay. but it doesn't, um, I'm not afraid of it. Or if problems come up, I don't, I, I jump into them. I don't run from them. Mm -hmm. So I move towards the fire versus away from it as how I hope I would be described. Um, and I've had a lot of troubleshooting in my career working in, <laughs> in student affairs. So just, just a few, just a little, <laughs> just a few. And it comes with me. I feel like the students are like, we're with Phyllis. So we're going to do something that's going to cause a lot of troubleshooting. Yes. I feel like where you go, sometimes chaos follows. So. <laughs> yes. Which um, leads us to our next question. Yeah. <laughs> Off the record, real fast, as soon as you said, oh, I think they think I'm a fearless leader because I'm tiny, for some reason, my mind immediately went to Edna Mode from The Incredibles. <laughs> like, because then I looked at you and I was like, oh my God, she's even got the glasses. <laughs> now, every time I see you, I'm just going to think of you as Edna Mode, just running around. <laughs> Oh my god, I, <laughs> I, I feel the, sometimes. Oh my god. 
and the most of the Incredibles is like literally like the leader. Like she's the one that organizes uh, everything. She gets them in the costumes, but she's also very much like, no, that's not gonna work. No, no, superheroes don't wear capes. Take that off. And it's like really funny. It just made me laugh. I'm sorry, I had to throw that out there. That's really funny. <laughs> it's such a Monday, isn't it? Or it could be a Friday that we were giggling. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that's no, okay. But that was a great transition to chaotic times. Yes. Sarah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so as um, anybody in higher education knows and any current student knows, mm-hmm. uh, the first few weeks are a little busy. Um, specifically, little. just a little, just right? A little. Um, specifically for the student engagement office, um, we have a lot of six-week programming going on and just a lot of really welcoming students back to campus, specifically because we've been kind of virtual for a little while. Um, so talk to us about what you do to help your team really succeed in really chaotic times. So <laughs> one thing I think I do or know to do, I don't know if I always do it, but just stay out of their way. Okay. That's just fair. <laughs> stay out of their way and don't try to be in their way. Like don't try to deter them from where they're going. Mm-hmm. Literally moving quickly mm-hmm. you don't to feel needed or to feel you gotta just let them run do what they're doing mm-hmm. and then my style has always been let them do their do what they need to do and then how i always have to figure out how do i fit into it because i was always the one i was always you all mm-hmm. and being a director you're not quite you yeah anymore right so you have to figure out how do you fit in without taking them away from what they're moving towards. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk to people who are not directors, so my colleagues who are not directors, and when they say something about their boss, their director, that is annoying, which I'm sure you guys have your things about me too. Hi, everyone (laughs) goes goes for coffee and talks about that. But when they say things, I'm not going to lie, I actually think about them. So when they say something about during a big program, their director does this, I'll go, note taken mm-hmm. because I can understand their perspective because I was that I was mm-hmm. all you at yeah. some time. Yeah. And so I try to remember back to those times mm-hmm. and like how my director at the time of that office was and how mm-hmm. they carried themselves. So my style is I think a little bit different, which is I just dive into it. So I look when I see something needs to be done, I just do it. If I feel like I need to ask somebody, I do if it's someone's program, mm-hmm. but if it's going to get water, I grab the airvoids and I go get the water, right? Like, (laughs) I know there's a modeling leading by example. You just do it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize though, (laughs) I I think I had nightmares about that. (laughs) And then the water. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Did the icebreaker break? That's one place folks want to be working in student affairs is in GDS. Yeah, nobody wants to be in CDS. I'm pretty convinced Mary Jo still is running when she's (laughs) So you just, yeah, you just, try to fit into it you try to be helpful but i like to be in it with everybody Mm -hmm. but i also am not offended when i'm not when i need to just take a step backwards and there's nothing for me to do and Mm -hmm. i just need to be there yeah the nice thing is is that nobody on our team has ever hesitated to ask me to do something Mm -hmm. welcome weekend every time i turned around there was a task that someone needed me to do but they never hesitated to say phyllis can you go I don't know, pay the food truck people. Can you go get water? Can you do, like no one hesitated. And to me, that's what I want. I don't want anyone to hesitate. Yeah. Um, I think celebrating wherever you can, like even if it's a quick, you know, oh my God, that was so great. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's on, you know, just passing by someone mm-hmm. um, or having a moment in the kitchen or, you know, even at our team meeting, just bringing fake champagne to celebrate. <laughs> like that's just, that those fun, are yeah. little things to yeah. just take a second, but it's hard sometimes because you're all running past each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just let them own, own it and check in. You know, if I see someone might need just a just a second, check in. Or this last one with the heat, I think I felt like I was constantly looking at everyone's face, mm-hmm. like looking at body language and facial expression to know if they were overheated yeah. and if it was that time kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, but otherwise just kind of stay out of the way, try to jump in when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anything that they need, I'm hopefully they know I'm there. And so just reemphasizing mm-hmm. it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so lastly, we love to close our office or episodes office. Oh, geez, it's really a Monday. Um, we like to close our episodes with a piece of advice. So can you share with our listeners the best piece of advice that you've been given? I sure can. Okay. Um, I have a very long list though, okay. Perfect. <laughs> but I'm not going to give you all of them. <laughs> oh, darn. You'll have to tune in for another okay. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just lessons learned like people who have said things to me. My dad is really, really good with that stuff. So oh. he's done that our whole life. So I have like a book of just things that he's told I love me. It. Um, but so I just, I'll pick out like two, maybe three. So <laughs> the one thing I mentioned earlier about caring about people mm-hmm. And I always remember reading it, and then people have said this, is um, le- the most successful leaders are those that care about people first. Yeah. And so, you know, you see that places, but I remember years ago, someone telling me that in so many mm-hmm. words, they may have said it a little bit different, but that stayed with me for a long time because my natural reaction is to care for you mm-hmm. before being your boss. And that was really hard for someone like me to then become a boss. I struggled with that because some people tell you, nope, you can't care about them because it'll get in the way, but whatever. Yeah. And I struggled when I first became a supervisor. And so that stands out to me. The one that really I still use and I think about all the time is um, someone that worked with me a long time ago. Chris, were you around when Chris was here? Chris Mangello? So. I thought maybe you were a GA, but no, maybe it was before that. But she told me to my face one day, when people show you who they are, believe them. Hmm. And it took me, I had, she said, I want you to repeat it back to me. And so I did. I said, when people show you who they are, believe them. She says, think about what that really means. Mm-hmm. Meaning people's actions speak louder than words, right? Like that, yeah. And so the way she said it, I still use that till this day. I think about it all the time. She has no idea how often <laughs> I do. Um, and then the other one that really stands out to me is about how you treat folks, like how you treat people. And I just remember I was in elementary school and I can't remember what, I can't tell you the part of what happened that caused my dad to say this, but I just remember sitting at the kitchen table and I was upset because of something. I think I witnessed somebody talking to someone that worked at the school wrong, something. I don't remember exactly, but my dad's like, look, you can't control other people. Like you can't make them do it. So what you can do, and I'm a kid sitting at the table. So I'm five feet now. Imagine how little I was like that. Like, <laughs> and he said, I want you to treat, talk to your, 
um, the ones, the one guy's name was Rusty and he was our janitor and he was so involved in the school. Mm -hmm. So I want you to always talk to Rusty the same way you talk to Mr. Dino Senzo, which mm -hmm. is our principal. There shouldn't be a difference on how you talk to them yeah. or respect them. And I'll never forget that because it stayed with me as a little kid and it resonated with me. And every time I saw Rusty, like, not that we already didn't, but he just always, he pointed that out to us and mm -hmm. we were all at the table and he made sure to like have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think we've probably all heard that from our parents or whatever yeah. at some point. Um, but I think it's how many of us actually apply that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so at whatever age till this day, I will think of that till this day. Mm -hmm. And so that those are three that like pop in my head really, mm -hmm. really, as soon as you ask that question. Yeah. yeah. I think we all probably have some of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Great. Definitely great pieces of advice. Um, I think, I mean, definitely we've seen a lot of TED Talks on caring about your followers and it's true. Like, it, and it's tough. And this is coming from a, a highly introverted person here. Um, caring for people doesn't always come naturally to others and that's okay. Um, yeah. But I think you're right. I think that's a sign of great leadership. Mm -hmm. is being able to see and understand others. And like you said before, like recognizing body language too, like communication, but that nonverbal communication and seeing how are people really doing? Um, they're going to show you before they tell you. And I mm -hmm. think that makes perfect sense. So, And I think too, um, caring for people or taking care of people mm -hmm. first means something different for everyone. So yeah. how I do it will be different than how you do it, yeah. how different how you'll do it. Mm -hmm. And it could be all different levels. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean you walk in the door every day and you hug. Yeah. Now, yes, Darlene and I do hug sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, Especially where's my morning hug? Are you kidding? Come on, <laughs> I gotta step it up. But it's all about your love language. Like how, too, like, yeah, honestly, that, like how you kind of like want to be given love. And like, it's important as a supervisor to like, no, and obviously like love is just like a broad term, but yeah, like yeah. as your supervisor, as a supervisor to know how your supervisee like needs that yes. reassurance. So that's why it was great that the DISC assessment, um, doing work pairs and everything, mm -hmm. but also the same way back of like mm -hmm. how I express like my gratitude might not be the same as you or yes. Sarah or yeah. whatever yeah. maybe. And and that's one thing that a supervisor or supervisee can't get offended by. Mm -hmm. You know, because a supervisor, how I am is different than someone else's director is going to mm -hmm. be. And so I've had other people say, well, my director doesn't lift tables mm -hmm. that they would never do that. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm not them. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I'm me. Like, this is what I do. Now, someday I won't be able to. But, you know, so I think it's that I think it's the same thing, like recognizing people for things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had people argue with me about birthdays and I'm like, if you, if someone does not want to be recognized for their birthday or they only want it with a card mm -hmm. or like they don't want the cake and the thing, that's okay. In your personal life and like you have to respect that. Right. Yeah. And so if you know the answer to that question, then kudos to you as a supervisor because that means you asked yeah. and that person shared with you. So I think those are things that leaders should think about and it's not about them. Mm -hmm. You know what they think should happen it's about what their mm -hmm. what their team wants or yeah. each individual team member mm -hmm. 
And for any of our students listening, um, if you're interested in kind of learning more about yourself, um, we don't necessarily do workshops on love languages, but I think it goes back to communication. Um, and so we definitely do workshops on the DISC, or DISC behavioral assessment, um, 60 personalities assessments. We're happy to talk to you about Myers-Briggs, um, your Enneagrams, anything like that, because it really does play a role in who you are as a leader, how you lead others, um, but more importantly, just who you are as a person. So mm -hmm. check those out uh, on UVLink whenever you get the chance. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think anything that... Um... Any opportunities that you have to do some assessment to learn more about yourself oh, yeah. um, isn't always easy to understand, but the more you do and the more you process it and read mm -hmm. about it, like you said, like the disc and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and college is really a great helps. place to do that yeah. and to like be able to like take that time to learn about yourself and kind of see what is your major really like something that you want to be studying or does it mm -hmm. does it make sense or does it not make sense and is the personality test or whatever it might be like what's kind of helping you change that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it helps you learn about how others are perceiving you yeah. through some mm -hmm. of this that we don't even realize sometimes yep so yeah hugely helpful. worth the time yeah <laughs> Well, Phyllis, thank you so much for joining You're us welcome. today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Um, really just enjoyed hearing all you had to say about your various leadership skills, um, but more importantly, really understanding um, and seeing the foundations of uh, your adaptive leadership skills. So yes, thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank Definitely. you. Tune in next week um, for more information on how to be a true leader. Thanks, everyone. Great. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Lead On. We hope you join us next week to discover more secrets of great leadership. In the meantime, lean in and lead on.